Hello and welcome to another Late Mail Crew Locker Room Session. Tonight we're going to be talking all things pre-season trials, the third and final round of pre-season trials. While people are joining, we'll quickly run through the results. Uh, the Roosters 26 defeated the Raiders 20 in Queanbeyan. The Storm 30 defeated the Knights 10. 12 all between the Warriors and the Titans in, in Lismore. The Bulldogs come from behind, win against the Sharks 16-12. A tough, tough night for Dragons fans out there in Mudgee as the uh, Rabbitohs win 48 to to 16. Um, Parramatta losing to Penrith 16-6 at Penrith Stadium. Uh, the Cowboys have fired in the second half to overrun the Broncos 34-18. And tonight, Sunday, just a casual 70 points scored out there at Leichhardt Oval under the sun. Uh, it was 52-18 to the Seagulls. So plenty of talking points. We'll roll through the games as more people join. Jez is just joining now. Um, plenty of talking points, but we'll, we'll start with the uh, West Tigers and the Seagulls. Dane Laurie making a very impressive debut for the West Tigers. Jez, two meat pies in the first half. Um, what it, are, you, are you sold on him straight away? Bradley, how are you going? Mate. Battling, it's been a lot. I've been a long, long weekend of, of trials. There was seven games getting through for NRL.com on Saturday, and then backing up today with uh, my fingers bleeding from seventy points. But um, yeah, mate, I, like, plenty of talking points too. Every game sort of had a talking point. But like we said, we'll start, yeah, we'll start with the West Tigers. We'll yeah. say, do, do, are, you, are you jumping on the Dane Laurie train after after him scoring a first half double for the Tigers? Yeah, he was impressive, wasn't he? Um... I mean, the, the big question is, is he actually going to be in the team once um, once M buys back? So um, I've got him down in the um, the emergency at the moment because um, the potential is just massive if he if he retains the starting gig. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to uh, whether he's going to actually keep that spot. So do you reckon he will when um, you know when they've got their whole squad available? With Dewey's or Dewey's obviously going to slot into the halves. Um, more reports, but Embiid um, has kind of been touted for that that fullback sh- spot. So I'm not really sure um, what's going to happen. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm not sure either, mate. It's going to be. I think I think Embiid's your safe option, and we all I always talk about NRL coaches going safe first. Like it's, oh, you, you think with Laurie's attacking skills that he should get a start, but Dewey looked really good in the six, even though he won't play round one. He just looked very good. You know, he was marshalling the team around. And I think there's a lot of players like him that do well when they're just told, hey, you're going to be a six. He sort of filtered fullback, you know, in the centres for South. But hopefully Maguire's gone. You're going to be my 5'8". You know, just practice that, train for that. So, yeah, oh, mate, I don't know. The same, Teamless Tuesday is going to be huge. Every Teamless Tuesday is huge. Yeah. But this this year's, this first round is going to be mayhem too. Because like I said, there's heaps of cheapies available. You know, like all these other things. A lot of people talk as if they know what's happening or they read articles and say, oh, I think this bloke's going to play on the edge. And we don't really know until you see that team list choose. Yeah. So. And the thing, but the, the, the tricky thing with Laurie is we kind of know he's going to get named in the, the fullback spot come round one, but we don't know the long-term prospects because... Isn't that right? I'm pretty sure Embiid's not available round one. So we know that um, Laurie's going to start there, but we don't know if he's going to stay there long term. So I think even Paulie, big Paulie G on the commentary, um, the legend he is, but he said, you know, he used a quote like, you know, he's been penciled in, but turned to pen or something. Just famous Paulie G commentary was, was 
good stuff. But um, yeah, I think we know Laurie's going to start there, but it's whether to take the risk and hope that he um he keeps the spot long term. I think I will, because I, I I don't think he will play in the fourteen. So I think if he gets if he gets dropped, um, he'll just drop out of the squad completely, and then you you can use him as a looper. Um, people that play fantasy avidly will know um the principle of using loopholes and you can kind of you know put someone as your first emergency that's playing early in the round and if they do well you can then sub a non-playing player in front of them so you'll get that um that decent score so if you know if Laurie plays the first round or two at fullback gets you some good scores and then becomes a just an NPR like a non-playing reserve you can use him as a loop I don't mind that option to be honest so I think I'm probably going to start with him anyway and um, play in round one, see what happens. So, yeah, I, I I'm just having a look at their first four rounds. They've got the Raiders away, Roosters at home, Knights away, and then Para at home. It's a pretty rough start. Probably you'd be, you know, if I was even the most hardcore West Tigers fan, I'd probably be thinking the Raiders get us, the Roosters get us. We probably beat the Knights, giving them their form in the, in the, you know, in that trial. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and Parramatta, you know, they normally match up well against Parramatta. But, you know, I, if, if we were 2-2, two and two, I'd probably be pretty happy if I was a West Tigers fan because I think the Raiders and the Roosters are probably both top four teams. So, yeah. Um, no, Luke, what, Luke, what about you? Any, you know, Josh Schuster, the shining light for the uh, for Manly. Yeah, and un- another injury to Cade Cuss, which has thrown Dez's hooking plans into disarray. What, what did you see from Oh, pretty much what I expected. Men against boys. That's what happens when you play. When you play uh, a bunch of, um, you play a full strength NRL side. You're going to get touched up. The bit, the biggest problem they're still going to have is what we talked about last week. Is that they're going to have to fill, they're going to have to find a spot for Schuster somewhere. But I just don't know where, um, because Foran's going to be the six. And to piggyback on um, Jeremy's point just before, that's going to be the problem with the Tigers too, because Dewey's on too much money and too uh, too good of a player not to be playing in the starting side. So that's going to be the problem with them. So I'm not too sure what they're going to do. They might they might just have to loop some... Manly just might have to loop someone, um, a kid in, and just roll with it. But I'm not too sure what they're going to do now because cause Cuss is going to be probably four to six weeks, I reckon, with a thumb. So I'll have to see. Yeah, Dewey, I mean, he finished the, the year last year on fire, didn't he? Kind of, it was a bit up and down throughout the year, you know, a bit average, but towards the end of the year, he really finished on a good run. I think he's, he's absolutely nailed. He's going to, but he's going to be playing in the six this year. So, um, the, pro- the problem the Tigers got, they got, they got lack of playmakers. So, a guy like him slots straight in. You know, that's the problem with them because there's no Farrah, there's no Marshall now. So, Brooks is really the, the lead commando now. So, they're going to need someone with him to kind of support him. You know what I mean? So yes. That's going to be the issue with them. So I'm not too sure. Speaking of Brooks, I thought he was by miles. He was the best player on the field. He was incredibly impressive. And you'd expect him to be, as you said, it's a, they were up against a bunch of um, reserve graders for the main part. But Brooks was really, really impressive. And he, he dominated that game. He commanded the ball. And he was on both sides of the field as well, left and right, which is we'd seen a few articles about that saying he was going to be a bit more uh, a bit more flexible this year and switch sides a bit. Um, it was a bit more very, very strict last year on the left side um, normally when Marshall was there. But, um, yeah, I was really impressed by Brooks and I think he can he can have a really good year. Um, he's, he's just got to stay consistent. That's his problem. He's got to stay. He's got to do it week in, week out. That's the problem. That's it. 
Paulie's on. How you going, Paulie? Paulie Here we go. Buckle up, buckle up, boys. Here we go. I, I do I do have a, uh, a point to pick with Paulie G. We've received uh, multiple complaints via the late mail crew at gmail.com.au.com uh, uh, email that Paulie G did say he was an avid super coach player. I have got my daughter here talking to me. Uh, but, yeah, the, I did say, yes, I did say that there's many, many complaints, Paulie. Do you have anything to say? You know, you're, you're a hardcore fantasy man. You build your profile on the back of this game and, you, and you're ready to play uh, – and you're ready to play uh, super coach at the drop of a hat. Any uh, comment? I feel like Paulie hasn't worked out how to talk yet on this app. Your silence is deafening, Paul. He's, bu- he's buckled, Your silence he's buckled is deafening, Paul. Absolutely deafening. <laughs> Just giving us the silent treatment. But I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Jez. I thought Brooks was really good. I, was, I've had the theory yeah. that he's been he's been hindered by the fact that he's had those big. Tigers, like almost legends around him, like the Farrers, the Marshals, that they're like, this is our team, you know, this this whole this hangover from the 2005 Grand Final, all that sort of stuff that they sort of run the team and you do what we tell you. But this in that game, he looked like he had a bit of freedom where he could float between, you know, left, right. He popped up on, you know, putting grubbers in for Roberts, throwing short passes. Um, I thought he was really good, and I think that he needs a bit of freedom, and he'll benefit from freedom like that. Yeah, it's his team now, isn't it? They've just given him the reins. Right. Magic's given him the reins. It's his team. Said you, you command it. You take control. You're not no other real um, leaders in that playmaking in that, that playmaking positions that's going to dictate the game. So Brooks really needs to step up and do that this year, and I think he will. I, I back him to have a good season. Um, in, in terms of fantasy prospects. It's a tricky one. Um, he's always been he's always been one that can rack up a few of the negatives. You know, he, he, he loves a missed tackle and um, he does give away a few penalties as well. Um, but I think he can he can boost that average, you know, by five to ten points this year and, and make himself a really uh, fantasy relevant player. But Paulie, are you your mic working now, mate? Well, I, I wasn't. I think I can hear. Yes, I couldn't even hear. Yes. So, are we good? Yeah, yeah we we can hear now. you. There's, there's been yeah, several right. complaints via email, Paul. I'm just feeding through them now. That you, you, you were saying you're an avid super coach player on the on the uh, live stream, mate. Can you uh, no, confirm or deny said. that? That's what Dan. Ganane well, mate, said. I, there wasn't there wasn't enough flat batting from you. I'm sorry. That you needed to just get out there and say, mate, that game is absolutely trash. I'm a fantasy man, Dan. I wasn't going to do that on KO, as you know. I was just going to talk up every aspect of every game, obviously. I want to got to keep everyone happy. What about what did you think about your boys, Paulie? What did you think? They look pretty hot. Yeah, so good. Obviously, Luciano Leilua, as we said on the call, was just so dominant that um, basically that team runs through him as much as anyone else at the moment. Obviously, Luke Brooks is the captain, the steerer of the ship, but but um, it's going to be on Leilua's shoulders because he's just you can't you got to double team him. And with that strike power now, do you reckon Roberts will move back to the left when Joey's um, in the side, or do you reckon that Joey Leilua will play opposite uh, outside his brother? Oh, it's an interesting one. Oh, I reckon I reckon they'll keep Roberts on the right. To be honest. Yeah, he looked so good, didn't he, out there? So he did. So that means yeah. either way, like you'd think the two brothers would work in good combo together, attacking wise. We know defensive. Lee, it's probably not the best, 
But yeah. you know, when when Le, when Luciano Lewis got the ball, you just you feel like there's any chance they're going to score, or certainly against Manly's defence, which admittedly, you know, Ko weeks. I mean, I mean, it's not it's not the top notch first grade defender, is he? There's going to be better halfback defensive performances than that, but still. It was pretty lethal, and, and just the speed that the outside backs have. They're, they've obviously all trimmed down, James Roberts especially, and, yeah, it's it's a good sign, but, look, Manly weren't great opposition, so, you know, kind of like South's last night, I don't know how much you say it's, it's South's good and how much is it the opposition not so good. We're, we're not talking about that game, Paulie. <laughs> oh, sorry, I missed that memo, Jez. Yeah, no, we'll probably leave that one alone tonight, actually. Mate, I've got some inside mail. I've got a bit of a scoop from yeah, what's um, Dragons Camp. Anthony Griffin has said that Jaden Sullivan will not play first grade. What? What that does that is mean? The official word. He says he's not up to it. Well, how long's a piece of string? Does that mean round one, or does that mean all season? It's just the quote I heard. He's not up to first grade. He said the other bloke is, and he was referring to Clune, and he said Sullivan isn't. Oh, yeah. What was the con- what was the context? I think he was telling... He, he just said it outright. The question yeah, right. was asked about the two young halves, and, and I, I, look, again, I don't know. I don't want to reveal too much. I don't think this is stuff for the papers. I think this is sort of inside words, so I'll just leave it at that. Locker room exclusive, guys. You it is an exclusive... It is an exclusive from the from today's uh, thing, and it wasn't Dan Ganane that told me. It was someone even closer to the source. Well, Sullivan will go. be asking for a release then, Jeremy, so you can kiss him goodbye. It was it was Hook himself, Paulie. Talking to Hook. No, I still threw a. I'm still getting it's the info secondhand. Oh yes. No, I, yeah. Look, you get that sometimes, though. You get um, especially if. The media pressure is all about, you know, if every second question you get, saying, oh, is Sullivan going to start? Oh, are you going to play Sullivan? You, can, you kind of think as a coach, you get pretty sick of it. If he's if he's just looking to back Norman, uh, Norman and Hunt as his starting halves, um, I'm not saying I agree with that, but if he's looking to back them, yeah. he wouldn't, you know, all those constant questions saying, oh, no, what about this kid? Can he play? Can he play? When are you going to start him? It would annoy Jez, the heck out of you. So yeah, I know, but Jez, you can kind of squash setting. that. This, this was said in a private conversation. That's yeah. the difference. It's not said to the media, you know. Don't do this to me, but mate. You could be right. You could be right. <laughs> and we have to question defensively was already not great. So defensively, is that why, you know, that's the question mark. Well, was it because he's just simply not up to it defensively and, and wants to get the get that right first? You know, it's a, re, it's a rebuild. This is a rebuild. Yeah. You know, yep. strap yourselves in, Dragons fans, because it's two, three years. Yep, it's going to be a tough year. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. But anyway, we're still talking about Manly. Let's stop talking about the Dragons, please. <laughs> well, we can put them in the mix together, can't we? Because because yeah. they're going to be two teams that are, are, are going to struggle to find wins this year, I'd recommend. I'd reckon. Paulie, what did you think of uh, Morgan Harper at fullback? Well, he did a lot of good things, you know, considering... Um, so he'll be there, I reckon, in round one. I think he did enough. Des wanted him to play the whole game, which he didn't really do to many others. So obviously he wanted a good look at him and a good hit out there. He let him... A couple of things late let him down, but most of the game he was pretty solid. I mean, a few try-saving tackles, you know. Yeah. He's got a bit of... We've always known he's got a bit of good footwork. 
Yep. I thought he was high energy early in the game. Yeah. It was around the park. It was taking a lot of runs. Well, he nearly had a try, and Offer and Gowie cut him down. Like, that was a pretty good effort by Offer and Gowie. He had a good game. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, heard you, I heard you talking up uh, Daniela Paseca. His first stint I thought was very impressive. Well, it's Luke. Luke, are you there? Because you're the one that's um, talked him up to get the starting role ahead of ahead of Otherway, and it looks like that's going to happen. What do you reckon, Outstanding Luke? work, Luke. Come on. Get off mute, champion. <laughs> the mute button. Luke muted himself. He did, he did talk him up to me in the car home, and I, I, I like him because he's got footwork too. He's yeah. got nice footwork at the line for a big man. You know, like, not not the same player as Pacquiao, but they share a bit of footwork, you know, at the line where if, if Blake's are tired yeah. and, you know, in the line they run and do a little step and get through the line or poke their head through. So, yeah, I like him. I, I, you know, there's so many of these blokes that are mids and short and, like, a nice price, but you just don't know how many minutes they Yeah. Yeah, well, I think there was plenty of fantasy-relevant stuff from the game. I think Little was pretty solid. in, in the, He just played the first half, didn't he? I think he was quite solid. So nothing nothing in that game scared me off starting with him. I think he'll, he'll be pretty close to um, uh, first one of the first players picked in a lot of pe- people's teams. So um, he did well. Um, Alex Twole, I thought he was solid um, for his stint. And um, he's always kind of a... Just a high PPM, you know, a high high floor, safe fantasy player. You can always um, you can always bank on to do well. But um, yeah, it was a yeah, it was a very one sided game based on the lineups. Um, James Roberts is an interesting one. I know a few people in the Discord. Our our uh, bunny's resident Chris Cook. He's uh, he's got Roberts in his team at the moment. I'm thinking about him, but just all the. Uh, the issues that he's had in the past few years, um, you know, the off-field stuff just scares me. And um, you just wonder how long he can stay stay kind of mentally healthy and playing his best footy. What do you reckon, Paulie? Would you take the risk on uh, on James Roberts in your team? Well, he's pretty cheap, isn't he? So does yeah. it matter if he doesn't last a year because you just upgrade him? Yeah. It'd be, hard. It'd be hard for him to go backwards, put it that way. On today's performance, you would think... Stroll above that base price, you know. Yeah, it's tempting. I think what's he priced at about a twenty, a twenty-five average or something. Yeah, it's very low. Three early three hundreds. Yeah. Like it, you can't. I mean, in centre, such a tough position to get right. Sorry, sorry, Jeremy. I'm just getting off the floor from all the daggers that Paulie's throwing after winning a trial game. How good. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, in relation to what we said before, I, pro- the problem with the Manly players is last week is you, you, d- you don't know how many minutes certain players are going to play. So it's hard It's hard to go with, like, like I said to you, that, that 11 spot and the hooking spot, you just don't know where you're going to get your minutes from. That's the problem. Because I, I like Paseca. I said to Paulie last Friday, I think Paseca is going to be for, due for a big year. I think he's really good value for, like, a punch forward because I think he actually might start, I think. So it just really depends depends what kind of value you want to get uh, like in regards to the in regards to the value of the other players. So we'll see. Yeah, I think I think Paseca's yeah, enough in his first stint to warrant a starting gig. I think he was he was pretty much faultless in that over yeah. 15, 20 minutes. 
Well, yeah, they ended up playing 30 minutes. Him and him and Tapao played the first 30, you know. Yeah, that's what they'll be doing during the season. They always play you the reckon? first 30. Yeah, right. They always do Because yeah. I wondered if he was just trying to get extra legs in, you know. Nah, Tapao and that always play heavy minutes up front and they'll have a big gap and they come on the last 20. Yeah. But Basek is more mobile, so that's where they're going to have to find the middle ground with the whole regarding it all, so we'll have to see. So. Well, Alloway was pretty good as well, so, I mean, he'll probably he'll probably take Basek's... See, that's the thing, Basek might play the first 20, and Alloway could play 40, and then Basek could play the last 20, whereas Tapao could play 30, and then only get rested for a little bit yeah. and come back on, you know? Yeah. And then you've got the second rowers, they could split Goshevsky and Davey. They could end up... Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if both will be in the team. I, I don't know. I, because you're going to have to fit Schuster in some ways for the problem. Well, he's got to play six, Luke. He's got to play six. No, nah, he's not playing six, Paul. He's not playing well, six. Well, he he's, not, he's not playing six. I'm telling you, he's not playing six. Because where are you going to play for him? I know, at 14, I reckon. He nah, should play six. On today's, on today's performance... Yeah, well, they'll, they'll, they'll go, they'll go with Kieran. I mean, he was so... It was really impressive. Kieran, Kieran might not play six by number, but he'll be playing six by, by position. And game time. You know, if, if that makes sense. You know I mean, a bit like Cliffy Lyons back in the old days. I know some guys might be too young for that, but um, Cliffy used to come on as like a 14 after 20 minutes. So, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I, I, think, I think, yeah, like you say, it is a wait and see, but... Far out. I'm, I'm pretty tempted to have Schuster somewhere in my 21. The problem is well, he, I've already got he's, a he's in my 21 regardless. I don't know about you guys, but he's in my, he's in my, he's in my team because he's just too much upside for him. Well, he's on Leilua today, sort of, with the two that said to me, get me in, you know. Like, there's a few yep. like that. Tino yesterday, I thought that he did enough to say, get me in. Um, yeah. And I think those did, two did, today... did you know? Did you notice too, Paul, that Garrick played left left wing? Yeah, and only half. He only played the first half. But I think. Yeah, I know. But but he, he's never he's never he's never played left his old manly career. So what does that tell you? Well, is Saab going to play on the right? Yeah, correct. He was there today, but he was obviously in you know, the polo shirt. Yeah, no, so he'll be, he'll be really playing good. right wing, so there's value there too, but really, he could be getting value elsewhere, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you do with some of these teams like Canterbury, Cronulla, the Cowboys, Manly, the Dragons? They've got a lot of, um, they've got some good um, price guys with decent prices, but you're worried about their, first of all, the form, and second of all, what if the coach starts making changes because of you know, lack of wins. What's your thought, Jazzy? You sort of... Because, I mean, the Cowboys had a few nice players, but I don't know if what I saw last night suggests they're going to, you know, be much ahead of 12th or 13th or worse. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. I'm in, a, I'm in another Discord chat. And, uh, one of the blokes on it said, uh, said a, a couple of weeks ago, you know, 100% that uh, in a few weeks we're all going to be scrambling to get a few Cowboys players after they spanked the Broncos in a, in a trial match. So. Yeah, they so, seem uh, masters. I mean, there's another James yeah. Roberts. They're both very similar, aren't they? Similarly priced and, and similar yeah. backgrounds and history of, oh, they were good once, looking good again now. Juicy, but was it just the opposition? 
Well, Masters was an interesting one because I was talking about this on the podcast last week. I, I actually had Masters in my team, and then when the, the team list came out for the trials, and he wasn't even named in the starting 17th. So yeah, he, but they, they were quite poor in the first half. And in fact, people are going to say about, oh, Broncos is now. Broncos were the better team when the real players were on. The Broncos were the better team. Mm. It was only when they, it's only after everything happened in the second half, the Cowboys had have better depth, you know. But but the reality is, I don't I don't place Brisbane as a wooden spoon candidate after what I saw on this weekend. But I do still put the Cowboys there. I know they finished strong, and I think Valentine Holmes had a good game. I think Michael Morgan had a good game. So obviously those guys, you know, with games a lot of games at their home ground as well, they should be able to avoid the spoon. But, you know, uh, I don't – I actually think Brisbane, if that's an actual proper game, they win that game. Yeah, I'll probably agree. <laughs> I can tell you now, boy, I think both those Queensland teams are going to win more games than the Dragons this year, so I think they're probably safe. Yeah, but you still – you know the other team, Jez, who – I know the Dragons weren't great, but the Dogs, even though they won, they were pretty ordinary in the first half. And Kyle Flanning and anyone that – Still has him in, in their team. Better hit the trash button because he was woeful. Yeah, I didn't actually watch that game, so. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. And um, yeah. they're a long way. They're a long way away, the Bulldogs. I, 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 I worry. I don't know where they – I don't even think they get – I think they'll be lucky to get four wins. Wow. That's a big call. That's a hot take. Yeah. Paul is hot takes. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, they've got a few. They've got a few signings. I think Corey Allen. I mean, from the from the parts of the game I did see, I thought Corey Allen was all right. His positioning is yep. quite good, and he's got got some handy handy skill, uh, good cutout pass and stuff. So I think I think they'll improve on last year. I can't see them going backwards, but yeah, obviously they're, they're not going to challenge anything. But um, Paul, you're, Paul, you restart your locker room, mate. You sound like you're on a 32-10, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you're struggling deluxe, mate. you got massive feedback coming through. Yeah. How are you talking to us, Paulie? All right. I'm, I've got a go scene anyway. Let me just fix this. I'll talk for a couple more, and then I'll get out. Technology, man. How good. Vintage Paulie G, everyone. Yeah. I'm calling from my wireless. How do I get you? <laughs> When do emails come through? What what time of day? Um, oh, should, we, should we should we go through the other trials? Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty it. off hearing about how good the West Tigers are. To be yeah, honest, let's do it. Um, let's do it. We'll, we'll, Book we'll the grand start. final tickets, boys. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. Mate, yeah. Um, so the first trial was Saturday down there at uh, in Queanbeyan, Seaford Oval in Queanbeyan. The Bears played before Joseph Sawali had a pretty decent game. Put a highlight of Joseph Sawali on the fantasy Instagram page and some bloke said he's not fantasy relevant. So I don't know. Maybe I'm going crazy, but I would have thought a young kid who probably will play first grade this year and will come in very cheap is fantasy relevant, but I may be losing it. Um, well, where's but, he going to play, Brad? Well, what if what about, what if the Morrises gets in, injured? He'll play straight away. They okay, don't. yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So the, only, the only thing I learned from the weekend on him is I don't think he's going to be a winger. He's going to be a centre. Yeah, mate, he's he's he, he's he, Joey Manu two point Yeah, he's just he's solid. He he tackled well. The main look, everyone knows he can attack. I just looked at was wondering about his defense. He looked pretty solid in defense. Made a pretty decent tackle in the first couple of minutes. Um, yeah, the Roosters are stacked, but he'll get time. 
through the year. They have to. Like, he, he, if you if you're good enough, you're old enough, and he's good enough by the looks of it. Um, I suppose we can talk about Suwali all day, but the main game, some things stood out for me. I thought uh, Hudson Young had a pretty decent game. Sam Walker looked good. He's another one that's going to probably cause fantasy dramas with his selection versus Lachlan Lamb. I think the Paulie talked about it on the live stream the other night, and I think he sort of talked me out of starting Lamb now. That Walker looks, you know, he looks good enough to play first grade. So. It's just going to be probably Lachlan Lamb's spot until, I don't know, until he sort of stuffs up a couple of times. But, yeah, I don't know. Just It, it, threw, more, it threw more questions than answers for me with regards to picking Lachlan Lamb. Um, I thought Tupanil was good. Crichton looks like a dead set lock, and I suppose he probably is for most players. Um, Jez, what did you take out of that game? Yeah, plenty, I think. I think first thing, yeah, if you don't have Angus Crichton in your, in your fantasy team, I think you need to uh, quickly amend that. He's looking like he's looking like being the top scorer in middle and edge position. He's just he's just a beast. I mean, he showed these he showed these signs at the Rabbitohs. He was just unstoppable almost every run. You know, he's threatening the line. He's he's best busting his head through, popping offloads, and crashing over for tries. And he he looks back to his best. I mean, he was a, a quiet year at the Roosters transitioning and then um and then showed last year glimpses but I think you know he, this is really he's just going to take it by storm this year I think you really need to get him in um he's definitely going to be in everyone's final team or he should be so I think just save the trade put him in he's an excellent captain option um in the weeks that you know clear he might have a tough matchup or something and and you don't fancy him I think Crichton can be a a very valid um backup captaincy option I think He's almost. I hate calling people must-haves, but he. I think he goes pretty close, and um, he will not be leaving my side all season. I don't think, apart from injury. So, um, yeah, I thought Lamb was quite solid actually in this game, um, and he's definitely going to start the season. It. You do have Walker there. Yeah, they're waiting, but I think while ever Lamb's starting, I think the potential's too good, and I'm probably going to start him in my team. I think he got forty fantasy points in this game, so. And I don't think he played the whole game, but um, he just gets involved. And he showed this in glimpses last year when he played. He, he does rack up base stats. He's, he's, a, he's a solid base stats half, which is what you want. So whatever he's starting, he's priced at low 30s, I think, 33, yeah. So um, if he can start, even get through the first six or eight games and average kind of 40 to 45, he's going to make you some coin and, and provide you some solid scores for a, uh, for a, a cheaper price than some of those top line options, so I think he's a he's a very good option. Yes, yeah, Tilly was good. He's got to fill that hole left by Cordner, so um, yeah, he's an option. Um, Takayaho will be kicking goals. We can confirm, which is a, a big talking point out of this game. Do you think? Uh, what do you reckon, Luke, with Takayaho kicking goals? Is he uh, is he someone you're tempted to put in? Yeah, he would, but I just can't fit him in. <laughs> I've gone yeah. full Avengers. I've gone full Avengers mode on my uh, on my Ford pack, so it's pretty. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to go with. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I do like him, but again, like you just said, I don't. I, <laughs> no cash, Robbo. <laughs> I haven't got the cash, so yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, uh, current current state of play. I've got. I've got about five slots to fill. I'm still trying to figure out how to do it. So, 
Yeah. That's my biggest struggle at the moment, so we'll see. Uh, the thing with Takeahu, because he, so he's priced at he's 674K, so he's priced at a 50 break-even based on his average from last year. But um, a, a couple of things to factor. So just on goal-kicking alone, you'd expect him to add five to six points to that average, especially with Roosters being one of the better sides in the comp. Um, so that automatically bumps him up to, you know, borderline keeper category in the mids. But then also you'd think that if Robbo wants Kalkiak to be his kicker, he's going to want him out on the field for longer, is he not? So I, I see him being used in a more a more Jake Jaboyevich type role where he's not going to be as uh, as barnstorming and taking, you know, one or two hit-ups every set. I think they'll they'll taper his workload, but they'll want him out there longer. So you might see him playing, um, you know, 65, 70 minutes, even even a couple of games last year he played the full 80. So he can do it. He's got the engine. And I think he might be used more in that role of a, of a big minute middle forward and um, just taper down the, the hit-ups a bit, you know, make plenty of tackles and be out there because they want him for his goal kicking. And I think um, whoever else they've got as a backup, I mean, can't be crash shot. I think Teddy had a shot in the game and, I don't think he, he he doesn't kick him very well, so I, I can see that kind of happening to Takeo this year. That that kind of transition. So I think he's a solid option. Can easily see him averaging, you know, fifty five to sixty, and and you, you're getting yourself a keeper for a um, cheaper cheaper price than some of the other premiums. So definitely one to consider. I think um, I don't have him at the moment, but. I can see myself trying to fit him in at some stage. Well, it, it could. It's like you said. It could swing. It could swing if you're going to pick the bloke, really, because there's so many teams this year that don't have a recognised goal kicker. This is the thing as well. So you're probably onto something now. So well, they got to kick the goals too. Bloody Teddy didn't didn't do much with his one. Yeah, he's pretty hopeless. Takio, he hits them all right, but I, I, I watched him kick last year. A bit. He's, he's not. He's definitely not the worst, and he won't be the worst in the NRL. Is is a lot worse out there. I think do he strikes him quite well. Do you think he steals Warrior Highgraves now? Gets less minutes, and he steals. You know, like a, becomes a sixty-minute player, and Warrior Highgraves becomes a forty-minute player because they used to do about fifty odd each. He might, but I mean, was um, Warrior Highgraves already playing fifty odd last year? He's always been quite a yeah. You know, a bit of an impact yeah, player, but 50. yeah, he, he, does, he always do hits that fifty odd. It's you know yeah. because you know what the Roosters are like. That always teams get back at him in, in those ten minutes either side of half time, and the and the longer Robbo can wait, he likes to wait, but often he can't. You know, he has to get his two big men out. It's such a difference. Brad and I used to talk about it every time when we were doing the games together. So last year, oh, Robbo's going to have to get the big two out again. You know, because yeah. they're on the on the comeback trail. The whoever they were playing. So I, I don't know. I feel like Takio could just start playing sixty and geez. at least, yeah, yeah. And then you, you with, with the goal kicking, like I don't know, is SST ten? Is that got a not as good a ring to it as CP thirteen? Because we haven't seen anything like this since CP thirteen. <laughs> yeah, the god of fantasy. That's right. We could have a new a merger, a new <laughs> candidate for the throne. Yeah, goal kicking lock. They get much better than that. I'm, I know I'm reverting back a bit because I've come in and out, but did you mention Luke Brooks's goal kicking when you talked about him? Uh, we mentioned how, how well he played, completely dominated the game, and um, was very impressed by him. I didn't. We didn't talk about the goal kicking. I wasn't sure. Yeah, do you think he'll keep the goal kicking with Dewey in the side? I don't know. He kicked well. It's an he interesting did. one. And he I think did. if he wasn't, if there was no plans for him to kick, I don't think he would have 
being given the duty with Jock Madden playing. Like it didn't – it only made sense to sort of go, well, I want to see you do it, you know. Mm. But, wow, imagine getting that extra play that he's been, been doing. Now he's running the ship and the goal kicking. Like he'd be way unders price-wise. Yeah, if he if he got confirmed to have the goal kicking, I think I'd put him straight in. To be honest, I'd I'd um because I've currently got Cleary and Lamb, but I think I'd probably try and find the extra hundred k or so to get Brooks in if we knew he was goal kicking. But I, Dewey kicks him so well, like I just can't. Yeah, it's I don't a, know. a toss of the I coin at the moment. We won't know yeah. till it's happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Because Dewey kicked, um, he kicked the goal in the game. Yeah, but I think he was, was kicking that after Brooks yeah, had gone he off. Kicked after Brooks went off, so yeah, okay. he took over, and uh, he kicked one from the touchline as well. So he was pretty impressive. Um, Stop yeah. it, Paulie! <laughs> I don't want to destroy my team again, mate. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Brooks was still kicking though until he went off. Even though Dewey started the second half, I'm pretty sure Brooks was still kicking from my. I have to check my notes. I'm yeah. Well, he's he's priced at forty, which is, I mean, we've seen him go on stretches in the past where he's you know maintained a fifty to fifty-five average over kind of a six or eight week period. So we know he can do it, and you know if if given the reins to to control the team, um, there's a lot of upside. I mean, you definitely can't see him <clears throat> going backwards on a forty average. So it's it's kind of a safe play, and the upside's there. But there's so many options. Like that's the thing we can talk about. There's a hundred players we can talk about that have upside and can only see improving, but it's it's finding the ones that are going to increase the most in value, isn't it? So, do you what's your theory on on cash cows? Like, where where do they become capped? Do do you only look at cheap cash cows, or are you happy to look at that five hundred thousand, hoping they'll go up to seven hundred thousand? Yeah, definitely happy. I think my general rule is the only players I want in my team at the start of the year are either keepers or players that I can see increasing by at least 100K mm. in value. Because I think I, I try to put the value of a trade, try to uh, put a cash value on a trade. I think each trade is probably worth about 100 to 120K. So mm. if you can if you can put players in that are going to make that 100K and then use a trade to sell them, I think you've justified the use of that trade. So... Whether it doesn't matter for me if that's a base price cheapie or if it's a mid range, you know, someone like Lachlan Lamb who's four hundred and fifty k. If I can see them averaging, you know, more than ten points above what they're priced at, then they're going to make that hundred k, and um, and I'm very mm. happy to put them in. So that's well, the that's, kind of theory I go that's with. That's right. I like the mid price more than the base cheapies because I, I, I feel like you're getting a better score for your overall early on when you really want to. It's very hard to catch up in overall. You kind of have to start with the ground running because otherwise yeah, you'll never yeah. catch up. And uh, I'd rather have mid-price guys that I'm hoping I can convert money out of as well and get a fast start in overall than to just sort of go, oh, well, I've got these guys I'm sitting on. I'm going to have a bumper squad in a number of weeks because I just feel you just get to the point where like I'm too far behind and I'll never catch up. Yep. Yeah, and no, I definitely agree. I think the, the the draw card is the the cheaper ones. Obviously, have the most room to grow. You know, you're not going like to get the mid ones. That, a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to get <laughs> the mid ranges that go up like 350k or something. But you do nice. get those cheaper ones. So it's like there's a fine. Is this about? It's all about balance, really. You need to find the balance of getting uh, points and 
pounds as I like to say points and pounds but you know you need the cash flow because you might get a good a good start on points but if you don't build up your team value come the back half of the year you're just going to get swamped by teams that have you know a full team of guns and you're you're still there playing like Ricky or something because you haven't got enough money to upgrade them and it'll right. it'll catch you out in the long run so you need to find that balance of getting points but also making as much money as you can but you are right I think you can't just focus on cash I think um, you know, I've got a few mates that play and they're, they're obsessed with just team value and they'll get all the cheapies and all their trades are about making money and they get mm. to, you know, round 15 or something and they're bragging about their team value because it's like, you know, mm. 48 million or something and then they're ranked like 8,000 and they're right. too far behind the top. So you've got to, you got to get the balance. It's good for head to head to do that. Like I think it's a, well, it's a strategy. Like it's as good as any other strategy for head to head. But I think for overall, it's it's not a good strategy. And you really need to think which players are going to score the most. And that's why with the dominator, like I look at the first five rounds, I think it's the most important. And the other thing, Jez, and I don't know if you do this as well, I look at guys who I'm going to trade out in those first five rounds because the fact is we are going to be finding players that we can't predict now or we might just miss on them that we just oh, I couldn't fit him in, damn it. But you need to know which guys are you going to move on because the last thing you want to do is panic bring someone in because you know you can't miss that band, miss miss the wagon, and then you've dropped someone that was going to make you money and, and get you good points. You have to really be aware. Like if I'm picking a couple of the guys that I'm picking to start this year, I'm picking them with the eye that they'll be moved on in a month, even though you might not. You know, that's not great practice for your whole squad, but one or two of them, it's got to be because someone has got to leave your squad when you're trying to bring in these other guys that are starting to hit, whether they hit because they're um, someone you just weren't sure about or whether it's because they weren't picked in round one or round two, but then when they are picked, it's like, well, you've got to own them or you'll just be behind everyone else who who owns them. Yep. Yeah, spot on. So who who, who have you got? Do you know off the top of your head, Paul, in yep. your team that you're happy to, yep, to I do. sell? Who's that? It's going to be at the moment, and I'm still weighing it up, but at the moment I've got Dylan Edwards. Yep. He's third-priced winger fullback, way below the top two. But they have a very kind draw in the first five rounds, Penrith, and I'm hoping he can put up the similar numbers as the other wing fullbacks, and then I can move on. I am going to get Luciano Leilua now. I had him and I dropped him because I wanted a bit more cash. But on today's performance, he has a very kind early draw. And that would be a player. Those are two players that if they can get close to keep a level in price at some point early on, I'd be happy to move on because I know that their base um, price now is probably pretty accurate. You know, maybe Leilua goes up a bit because he ha- he does look even better. But probably in the course of the season, they're accurate. But I'm hoping gambling the first few rounds with the easy matchups they'll exceed you know their average and and um and you got the opposite right you've got guys like Tedesco and Ponga that can be a little bit up and down but overall you need to own them because of their their totals you know their total scores are so much higher than anyone else in those positions so they're the guys that if I could just get that extra 100k somehow 80 to 100k and an upgrade then I'm in a good position because we can't afford all of them. I can't afford Cleary. There's just no way I can get Cleary in at the moment. Yeah. So you are you running without Teddy and Cleary? That's right. Well, no, Teddy's in. Teddy's okay, in Teddy's at the in. moment. Okay. So the idea is Teddy, 
Dylan Edwards and a cheapie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the idea at the wing fullback position. I am enamoured with AJ Brimson, absolutely enamoured with him. But, you know, that's a big call to put Brimson over over Teddy. Um, I guess I could do it to Edwards, but then I lose the guy that I'm hoping that would just do a quick cash and, and out, yeah. you know. So hmm. it's interesting. Your strategy is interesting because, yeah, I'll, that goes against probably my my rules, I think. I, I would never pick a player like, like to start this season, someone like Edwards or Lucy because they don't fit in those two categories for me. I That's don't right. think they're keepers and I don't think they're going to make – a hundred, a hundred k plus, you know. So That's I see right. you're thinking, and you want to have that play to, to move on when you need to get someone in. But for me, I'd be trying to get someone that at least I think he's going to make quantity cash before I can move him on. So, I mean, a lot of people are talking about Tex Hoy. You know, you've got at least he's playing the first month, and he could be someone that you eye off as that player to move on. Um, but he might have mm. made a hundred k for you in the meantime. You know, but, I'm, you... but I but don't get me wrong. I'm hoping both of them make me a hundred k. Oh, so really? Don't get so me you wrong. They're going to go. I'm hoping that they really will go big. bigger above their average enough to get close to that 100k. But if they don't, then I've still got. I should have good cash to move on. And go well. That was a gamble that didn't work, but I haven't gone backwards. I don't think they'll go backwards. You know, if they go yeah, backwards, okay. then it's a disaster. You know, with whereas with a 228 guy, obviously you can't really go backwards. So you either hit or you or you just swing again later so that's the danger of it but i am hoping you know 400k or at least some increase but i'm recognizing like once those first five weeks are up and their matchups you know come back down to normal or even below par i need to move them on and i did it two years ago with robbie farrah and everyone said this guy's a keeper you should keep him and i went against my rule and the week after he got injured admittedly injured not bad form but he was priced higher than Damien Cook that week. And I was like, now's the time to switch to Cook. But I couldn't pull the trigger because I thought, oh, it's a big trade, big move. If Farry's a keeper, it's a big trade out that I don't need to make. you know. But in hindsight, it was, at, it was the right move because you now I could have afforded Cook for the price of Farrah and that cost me a trade and that's it. You know? Yeah, that's, that's the temptation, isn't it? It's the, the danger of that strategy is if you... If your player does start off on fire and they are putting up keeper levels, it's that mindset of oh maybe maybe they are a keeper and you know you you, you do kind of it's easy to form that bias if they've been in your team and done well for you because you know you you have that connection to them and and um, they've served you well so you you can have a positive bias and tell yourself they might keep those keeper scores up and that's what happened <laughs> yeah it, it's a uh, it's a very common problem and I, yeah. you know, I see it all, every year. <laughs> But Guys, yeah. I might steer the conversation towards my my wing fullback because I know we have Ian sitting it. in the waiting room. I've got Puppy as well who kicked outstandingly for the Storm, but we Good might steer way. the conversation towards the Storm and Knights because we're churning in near 50 minutes and we're just absolutely deep in a vortex. But I, I thought there was some interesting points out of that Storm game. Ian, if you want to have a chat about your Knights here, I'll just add you now. It uh, look, looks like a, a tough season for Ian's boys, but there's <laughs> one player who did stand out. Dominic Young came on late in the game and scored oh. a good try. He seems to be built up, I've noticed, on the Knights' uh, website. They're sort of building him up. He's a big body. You know, like, I don't know if he fits in in the centres, but maybe jag a wing spot. I don't know, later down the track. He, he looks like a goer. Um, Dean Iremiah scored the first try for the Storm. Maybe he gets a wing spot. 
Puppy just looks like an in for me. He was kicking goals, so he's he's in my team. He just looked dangerous. But uh, Ian, what what's what's doing with the Knights? Oh, oh, like last last year, we we had the excuses of injuries, and already I'm starting to see like we're already getting ready to start using that again. Almost like in that that trial, there wasn't much to take from it, if I'm honest. Number six has always been the battle point for us. We've got a decent number six pulling the strings. We we tend to go well, especially that 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 left edge uh, unlocks best, uh, most especially. Um, and having a ha- having Phoenix there was he, he did he did well for his spot. But um, yeah, I, th- I think until Green gets there, I think that'll when that'll be when they kind of start ticking along when when uh, Ponga and and Green are there. But they did. They did this last year. We we had that trial against the Dragons, and uh, after the first twenty twenty thirty minutes, uh, a lot of the the the, the, the main sides started started getting uh, thrown in, and I, I just didn't think we we had much. There wasn't much hunger there. I, I don't think there was a few outstandouts, and and Dom Young definitely is um, is exciting. But they've already kind of said that he's 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 starting. He's not going to be starting for for a while yet. So, and he was the. The, the, the big the big talking point so I think the biggest talking point out of that game is probably Storm and uh, you know probably a fantasy lock for a lot of people is uh, Harry Grant's been injured I think it was somewhat I think correct me if I'm wrong a PCL injury but that probably means uh, you know Brandon Smith may start in the nine he looked very good I think he he set up a try to Felice Cafusi in I think it was the second half where he just darted straight out of dummy half you know, pass the ball onto Felice and, and scored. Is anybody having any of the cheese? If oh, I'm not sure if there's any doctors in the house, but how long's a, a PCL injury put Harry? Well, actually, I'm hearing he might still be right for round one. Mate, Paulie with the breaking news. So he goes for the scans tomorrow, and they reckon spends it's one not afternoon too bad. in the and he knows everything now. Brad. That's right. It was this one. Unlike the other mail, this one was direct from Dan, and he and he said it on air, so it's, I'm, I'm able to to quote him without drama. And um, yeah, he said on air the scans tomorrow will determine. They seem to think that he might be right still for round one. I reckon. I reckon he's no chance for round one. To be honest, I think. Uh, I think the timeline is three to four weeks. So, uh, like, it's quite, it's like round one to two, but I just don't. Like why, why risk like rush back your best player early when you've got the New Zealand hooker <laughs> sitting there <laughs> filling in? You know, like say he's, he's he passes all his tests like you know the week leading into round one or something or a couple of days before. Like why risk it? You know what I mean? Um, and they're and they're first but, up, right? Yeah. So that yeah. so so it's it, you're right. It's two to four weeks. And usually for, like we used to have the Coogee Bay physio come on, you know, and he'd always err on the side of caution with these. He'd say, oh, four weeks. So a week and a half, it's not yeah. even close, you know. But yeah. but look, if the scans come up and it's, and it's not even a PCL, then obviously that's different. Yeah. I think, that's what they'll be hoping. Yeah, I think regardless, though, I think if in terms of fantasy, I don't think, just don't buy Brandon Smith. I don't think he's an option. Don't get sucked into it. If he's named in the nine come round one, don't do it to yourself because Grant is going to be back very early and, and Brandon's not a keeper and he's not a cash cow, so just don't touch him. But um, 
Pappenhausen goal kicking, I think that was we talked about that last week. That was the biggest talking point for me leading into this game, and uh, I wanted to know who was kicking. And I said on the pod, I said whoever's goal kicking is a hundred percent a lock in my side. I don't care what people say because that's going to add six to seven or even eight points a week on their average. And for Munster or Pap, that would have put them right up into the top echelon of keeper level. So I think with Pap getting the goal kicking, he's straight in my side. And I even think he's a better buy. Um, He's not going to average more than Tedesco, but I think he's a better buy than Tedesco. If you're trying to weigh up both of them, um, I think it's better to start with Pat because of the value he provides and try to up, uh, try to aim to upgrade to Tedesco um, from someone else. I think do Pat what I do, just, have both. Yeah, yeah, I've got both at the moment. I think that's that's viable. Um, but Pat is... The first 10 rounds last year, I think roughly, I'm going to have to look at it, look at all the stats, but you take them out for Pat. I think his average is something ridiculous. I don't know what happened earlier last year, but but he came, he came good. You know, the second half of the year, he was amazing the year before. I feel like he might just start averaging, you know, those scores he put up late last year. And, he's yeah, taken he the superstar leap. That's what he's, he's taken the superstar leap. He's had his moment now, so now he's a, now he's a premier fullback now. So you've got, you got, you got to recognise him as one now. Yeah. I don't know. And you guys, if you, I don't know if you've watched the game, but everything was going through Pap. It was crazy. Like every attacking play, shifting out the back was going through Pap. And like it sounds silly because he's the fullback. Obviously that happens. But you know, sometimes it goes through through the five eight. They cut out to the centre. But almost every play was going through Pap. He was getting so much ball. Hey Jeremy, it's it's almost like he's been training with someone that was built the same size as him. <laughs> well, ask Ian. I mean, it was his team, and they could barely stop him until he went off. I think he copped a a blow to the nether regions. That was the only reason. I think oh, that Paulie, was by design, still, Paulie. Have you still got? Have you still got? Um, are you still on the Munster train? Oh, I love Cam Munster, but I, I can't, I can't really get him in at this point. Just with the, with yeah, the way that my thought. team's looking, he's too expensive, and he's not kicking goals. And Pap was that good that you know he's another guy that I've got to look at. You know, Dylan, Dylan Edwards might have to take a backward step, or maybe Teddy, then be, which becomes really risky not owning Teddy, but. I don't think I can. I don't think I can fit Munster in. Paulie, I'm yeah. telling you now, Pappenhausen is cheaper than Dylan Edwards. If you start with Edwards over Pappenhausen, it's massive. I'm, You're that's massive. Crazy, I, think. I reckon that's I'm crazy. Not, <laughs> I'm not cooked, but it'd be a good bet. It's a, sack, it's a sackable offence, Jeremy. It's First a sackable five weeks, offense. well, we'd find out, right? Five rounds in, who has high, who has more, yeah, Pappenhausen I'm, or Edwards? Is this oh, another bet? Is this another bet? I like it. Are we on? Are I, we? I, look, I'll probably take. I might take Pappenhausen, but I'll still just take the bet just for fun. The yeah. Edwards, <laughs> the Edwards. I could. We could do double or nothing on last year. Is this a steak bet? Are you buying me a steak if Pap outs a vegetarian him? steak? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Yep, no, I reckon. I... I reckon we should do it because. Um, I think I think it would be very close. I think I think that it would be very close. Yeah, no, I'm on for that. I like, I like your thinking with Edwards and and targeting the early draw. But I just, Pap with the goal kicking, in my opinion, just that's becomes right. a keeper. So that's right. So it's I, I do like, agree with you, and that's why yeah. I might take Pap anyway. Yeah, yeah. Now, if Pap was more expensive than Edwards, then I'd probably go. Well, I'm still going to stick to my guns. But being cheaper, I feel like it's worth not getting the match up for getting yeah. the guy who's now kicking goals, who looks like he's taken another step in his game. And but 
first five rounds, I still think it would be pretty pretty touch and go who actually gets more. Yeah, that's but fair. Look, Pappenhausen is a keeper. Um, so if you if you own him from the start and he moves up in value, he is a guy you don't have to scratch your head and go, Oh, maybe I should move on. You'd just be you beauty. I've got a keeper here and that's and I'm and I'm not moving from which which is essentially what happened last year. I mean with him. He had some bad games, but overall he was always going to be a keeper and, and he performed like that from for enough yeah. of the year. That's right. And you saw a lot of people, uh, there was a bit of chat today on the Discord, but um, a lot of people actually traded him out, you know, kind of at that midway point because he was, I think he was only averaging, you know, about 40 or high 30s around that midpoint. It was really frustrating a lot of people because he, he was he was kind of looking promising for some massive scores. I remember a few times he got pulled down, you know, just short of the line. And he just wasn't having that breakout game. And meanwhile, Tedesco and a few of the other guys were just teeing off. And a lot of people sold Pat. Um, but the ones that held held strong with him were rewarded because he finished the year on fire and um, rewarded all that promise. So I think, yeah, he's, he's a set and forget. Just just stick him in, I think. You can't go wrong. And like, yeah, what you're saying with Edwards, like the thing is, even if Edwards beats Pat by 50 over the first five rounds, it's then the, the, the factor of a trade as That's well right. because, you know, going with a trade being worth kind of 100K, 150K or something, you know, you're going to have to burn that trade anyway unless you want to set with Edwards all year, which I don't think is a good idea. So you've got to factor that in as well. It's not just the points at the start. Yeah, so... I agree. Perhaps Teddy's price, it's a whole different conversation. But yeah. because he's so much cheap, he's like so not cheap. So, yeah. so much cheaper, but so much cheaper than Teddy anyway, it just makes sense. We know what he can do. And when he puts up those, like he gets 100, and if you don't own him, like it's such a big hit. If he got round one, he like probably won against against South. Let's face it, but you know at some point he hits a hundred and you still haven't got him. Yeah, you know it's not looking good for your overall status. Whereas if you just get him in, oh, I only got forty this week. Oh, gee, that's a shame. Still, it's still fine. You know yep. <laughs> the old the old adage of fantasy players. It's fine. You own Pappenhausen. You know. <laughs> yeah, just ride <laughs> Stop the wave. complaining. Yeah. You're going to get the seventies. You're going to get the forties, but just. Yeah, lock him in. I was one of those people that traded Pap out after he killed me for the first seven or eight rounds. Brad. There you I go. Was, and regretted it every single week. You love I the people. rage, my, trades, my, Brad. My, oh, mate, I, I'm, a, I'm a big rage trade man. But we, we'll, we'll roll on to the Titans and the Warriors. I'm just having a quick look through the Warriors, uh, the, the Titans scores. Tino racked a 52. I don't, they've got all 80 minutes, but I don't know if Tino played 80 minutes. He got a 52. Jared Wallace got a 57. Probably not enough to attract me. Uh, David scored a Fafita, try. Yeah, so scored a try. David Fafita got 44. So I'm just having a quick squiz at the Warriors if there's anyone that stands out. Who's that? Cody well, Nicarima scored Jazz a try and got 49. Is Tavunga going to be on people's radar because it looks like he'll well, play hooker? Or? Well, if he starts in hooker, he's probably... He's probably uh, very, very juicy. He got 48, and I'm sure Jazz probably wouldn't have played a lot of minutes. He's just a PPM beast, Jazz Tavanga. Bailey Sirenen played a bit of dummy half. So, I, I, I mean, Tavanga probably didn't start, I would assume. And then when he when Egan went off, he would have played hooker, and then they would have said, all right, let's let's put Sirenen there because, you, you know, we, you've played enough minutes now. So it's going to be hard to leave him out if you know he's going to get those minutes. And then, of course... The thing with me with Toho Harris was, oh, well, Tavanga will eat up too much of his minutes, but, you know, he won't. And, Jez, you, you said it about these Warriors players. Suddenly, you've got Harris and Tavanga become viable, and Ben Murdoch, Masila, he shocked me. 
I've got to say, I was not a believer as an ex as a West Tigers fan. It, probably I had a bit of anti, you know, bias against him because he wasn't that much chop for us. But he looks like a new player. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely some relevant guys in this Warriors side. Believe it or not, Paulie. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't I, know if there's. I, a... Yeah, I'll, I'll not. give you those three based upon Egan's injury. I'll well, give you those three. RTS is always relevant. If Dylan Edwards is relevant, I think two of us are Sheck and he can he can have a crack. He's got a good score in him. But um, I think um, are you ready for a rant? I think everyone needs to chill out a bit on Tino. Eh? Oh, really? The amount of well, I think just the the knee jerk to his try. I think if anyone watched that game and watched his try, just watch it again if you haven't, and and just have a look at Josh Curran's defensive effort <laughs> for that try. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I, I saw a few people who were starting. With, it didn't have Tino initially, and part, I talked about this last week with not the Cameron Smith factor and the amount of tries that Smith put him over for under the mm. post and expecting that try, our scoring output, to drop a bit um, and that to balance out with the, probably the increase in minutes. But I don't think he was by any means a lock or should be so highly owned. But this trial, all of a sudden, you see all the chat going off. Oh, Tino's a must-have again, blah, blah, blah. But he's not going to score a trial like that in the NRL. I'm telling you because... Oh, it's the, a big call. The tires were forward. Uh, the forwards were fully shot. And there was a, about a 14-metre gap for him to yawn into. And Josh Curran literally just watched him and didn't even put his arms out. I was, It was incredible. And, you know, as soon as it happens, the commentators go crazy. You know, Tino... He's a beast, which he is, and I'm I'm not saying he's a bad option, but just I think temper the expectations a bit. He's um, it's just annoying last year that he that he got so many massive scores and hiked his price because I think he'll he'll be a solid option. I think he can average kind of forty five, maybe up to fifty, but he's he's already priced at forty four or something. So you're not getting. I don't think you're getting a keeper, and I don't think he's going to make stacks of money. So I think he's. I'm not going to say trap, but I think he's not as good of an option as a lot of people are making out. What do you reckon, Paul? Have you got Tino? Or I, just, I had him the whole way, and Luke talked me out of him, and then obviously that try, and I just go, oh, well, I got to get him in because because <laughs> the end of the day he'll get the forty five. Yeah, this he will. What I mean, he'll get that forty five, and that's the issue. Do you want? Don't, don't yeah. put him in on that try, Paulie. Put him in off your system. Don't put him in off that try. Like like Jeremy said, that's a trap. Yeah, the try just oh, it was just so bad. It's like like playing against kids. They just left a big hole for him. It's just that's the kind of thing you have got to watch out for in trials. That you know that that high fantasy score that's just inflated by really poor defensive efforts because everyone's fatigued in preseason and you know you got to try and just look at the raw numbers, the minutes, the base stats, and and see who's going to be viable options. But yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. You um, you do have to you do have to to watch the games, not just look at the fantasy scores for trials. Yeah, that's a big one. That's the big um, one. guys, I've got to go. I've, I've overrun fifteen minutes, so I'll, I'll leave you to it. But we'll be doing another one, right, in a few days, few days or Wednesday. We do the yeah. We're not. Gonna, I don't think we're going to get through all the games tonight, so we might have to do another. I might run a little one midweek and chat through the other three games we, or something. We can do it. We'll, we'll do the Sharks and the Bulldogs, and then maybe we pull the pin, and then we can do a part two tomorrow or something like that. So, All right. Um, thanks, Paulie. Later. Thanks for Thank joining us. Good call today, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate yep. it. No, well done, Thank boys. You all. Entertaining.
Thanks um, for uh, tuning I'm in. I'm so proud of you, Paul. Well done, mate. <laughs> Thanks. Now that See you later. later. Thank you. Bye. Um, we'll, we'll have a quick look at the Sharks and the Bulldogs. I'm just having a squeeze through now. I think the only one who did any good, I said it, I wouldn't be trusting the stats too hard with the Sharks is Bup Bup, Renato Mulatalo. He got 72. And there doesn't seem to be much else. Four forty-three. Who's that? Billy Magulli is forty-three. If he can, if he can force his Billy. way into the starting sign, I'm a big fan. The Greek God. Um, Flanagan for the Bulldogs got thirty-five, but that doesn't include any kick meters. So I'm not. I, I didn't see a lot of this game. Like I went through and had a quick scan of the highlights, but I'm not sure how much kicking he did. So if he's done a fair bit of kicking, then he, you know, that would be bumped up a fair bit. Um, Adam Elliott had a got a sixty six. Uh, who else? Anyone? No one else. What did Corey Waddell? Corey Waddell thirty three. Uh, there's not a lot popping out. Will Hopperwadi with a forty one? I suppose. He, I think he had a try assist late in in for the Bulldogs' first try. I think it was. So Kotrick with a forty eight. That's interesting. But he got injured. I, I haven't caught up on what actually happened to him. So, um, Jez, did you see much of this game? Yep. I did. Um, I'm going to be a little bit biased and talk about the two players that I've got in my uh, my current team. One is uh, a certain Jack Hedrington. I thought he was actually very solid um, for his stint out there. He uh, Let's have a look at his stats. I think he got 34. Yeah, 34 fantasy points. So we have a look. We got um, 14 runs, 130 metres, two tackle busts, 13 tackles and two offloads. So Pretty safe and only one missed tackle in there. So um, that's something he's been probably criticised of in the past is the uh, is the negatives. Um, he kind of flies out of line, a few missed tackles, penalties and stuff. But he looked really solid, I thought, in his stint. And um, he's priced at 23 or 24, about um, 320K. So I think he's really got to um, step up in that middle and, and play solid minutes. I think he played 50 minutes, actually. So... Um, He's got the engine, and I think if he can kind of be a forty to fifty minute middle in that dogs that dogs back, I think he's a very valid option and probably will uh, make a hundred k, one hundred and fifty k. Hopefully, that's what I'm hoping for anyway. And um, the other one, Will Hopawati, you mentioned, you touched on him, but he got forty one fantasy points. And um, uh, Bunnies, our our Chris Cook, our Bunnies resident expert, he's got Hopawati in his team as well, and uh, will vouch for his history. I think he's kind of three years before last year, he averaged 42, 38, 39, something like that. So he sits around that 40 average. And then last year we said he, he had a, a down year down in the high 20s. Um, but this game is exactly what we know him for. Um, just solid base stats, racking up plenty of tackles, solid amount of carries and and a cheeky uh, cheeky try assist in there. And there's your 40. So he's a solid option. I think he's about 100k under price and I'm very happy to start him in my centres and hopefully uh, keep him for the majority of the year. Um, but yeah, I think this was one of the, one of the more duller trials from what I, from what I saw. Um, not that much relevant. I don't, the dogs aren't that relevant in terms of fantasy outside those two blokes. I think Corey Allen had a really good breakout year last year, but he's going from a really good club to a, a side that's going to struggle to score points. So um, it probably loses a few stats there. But, yeah, not much else, really. You're never going to consider guys like Woods or Wade Graham or um, Hamlin Ueli for fantasy because they just don't get the minutes. And they're just, yeah, too up and down. So, I don't know. 
We've got Scott on. What do you reckon, Scott? You got any uh, Sharks or Doggies players? Oh, I had um, I had Corey Waddell. Um, but I don't know now. Like a few people have been like, oh no, bit bit ordinary. Didn't not much chop, and I don't know. I had Adam Elliott as well, and I cut him too because he was the whole Michael Easter episode. I thought they would be the team. All the other boys would be off, be off him as well. So I don't know really. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen the highlights, but I don't know. It wasn't a very good game. Yeah, it's pretty dull from what I saw. So, yeah. Um, I mean, the Sharks got out to a lead and the Bulldogs run them down, so I don't know what that, what that says. It's much about the Sharks that they pull the, the big guns off, I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the, uh, the streak of games that Matt Moylan has now played without rupturing a hamstring is now one. So, <laughs> is he, uh, is he, <laughs> are we, are we considering him now that he's got through, uh, a trial match unscathed, or is he just he's just on the never again list? Never again list. Oh, I, I had it. I've still got him. I've still got Moylan. I've still oh, got yeah. him in. So. Scott's got Moylan. Yeah. Taking the punt? I'll probably take, I'll take the punt with Roberts too. We'll see how we go. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, if his body holds up, like, surely he gets that. There's, there's a good upside to him, really. I mean, he's got the job security too. Like, SJ comes back, then he probably slots into fullback, so... So you've got that over Hoy, I guess. I mean, Hoy's got, what, maybe four or five rounds in him at the most, so... I don't know. Yep. I mean, it's the biggest if in in rugby league history, isn't it? If he stays fit. It's, yeah. It's it's yeah. never more relevant than anyone but Moylan. Uh, I think it's 11 hamstring injuries in the last three years or something ridiculous. We we talked about that the other week, so it's a, it's a massive gamble, but if... You know, if you get lucky and he plays the first eight games, you're going to be laughing because he's too talented not to make a serious cash what he priced at. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's for me. It's just, yeah, too too risky. I think the injuries are enough to put me off. But, um, yeah, not much else to talk about from that game, I don't think. So, what do you reckon, Brad? We'll do another... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay to do it. Shield and... I'm okay to do it tomorrow. We could probably talk for 90 minutes on the Charity Shield, Jess, but... Um, oh. it'll be an amazing chat, but I'm okay to do it tomorrow because I think Cookie would probably have a love to have a chat, and I'm sh- I think uh, Terakai Mo is in there too, so hopefully he can get on. Or do you want to have a chat, quick chat about the bunnies, mate? If you want to raise, uh, you just ask yourself to speak, and you can rub it into Jazz about how bad his team is. <laughs> he didn't have to be asked much. He's straight Jack's in. Or, uh, get on. What, yeah. how, how, how good are the how good are the bunnies? Are you are you going to get Latrell in after? He- Oh, no, definitely not going to be getting trailing. I'm running to Disco Peppenhausen as well. Smart man. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take uh, Pap as well. I, I, well, when I was thinking the other day, I think I typed it in the Discord, I was like, when I was comparing, in my head I was like, overall Teddy and Crichton will score the same, but do I think Peppenhausen will score the same for a mid-slash-edge around his price, and I was thinking for the whole year I can take the risk on Pat for the start. Yeah. He... But uh, I'm definitely not picking up Latrell. Not after last year. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a um, an in-depth chat about the Charity Shield, but I think, yeah, people, yeah. people will very quickly get sucked into Latrell's performance and Cody Walken, but really that I mean, Saints were absolutely horrid. It's just a, 
<laughs> you you kind of just got to wipe that game off your radar from a fantasy perspective because the Bunnies are not going to be playing a team at that level every week. So it'll suck what, people in. What do you mean, Jeremy? You mean making decisions off trial forms always a mistake? Is that what you're oh, saying? Luke, <laughs> I'm already like I'm already hurting just thinking about this game. I kind of want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, I just love the Luciano Leilua double team take from Paulie today after he played a bunch of reserve graders. How good! Yeah, Lucy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was straight on it too. Eh, Paulie did muck around. Uh, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to do an in-depth chat about the uh, Charity Shield another night and get Chris on and and Jas can come back on and have their say about who they think's relevant in the bunnies. Um, I might, I might get Chris to post it in the, on the South fan page too so we can get lots of South fans in here to really break it down. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, I'm actually it'll, be quiet. it'll be quiet. They won't brag much. <laughs> oh, dear. Mate, my fingers were bleeding 10 minutes in. I'm like, there's four tries already. I'm going, this is going to be a long, long year if this is the way they're going to be scoring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And I, I, didn't even get my, uh, I didn't even get my hot take right of rubbishing the claims that Fui Maono would start over Ford. Next minute, Ford's not even in the 17 and <laughs> Fui Maono's <laughs> starting, so <laughs> that didn't work very well. Yeah, we're you reckon Ford gets the gig there, Jeff? Sorry? You reckon Ford gets a starting gig there with Tarek? Well, I thought so. I was I was pretty confident on it this time last week and all pre-season, but um, yeah. I don't know what to make of that starting team. I don't know, because you never know everything um, like what's going on inside a club, and you just no, you never know. Like training incidences, you know, maybe there was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a cocky attitude from Ford somewhere, or um, something in those trial games that Hook wasn't happy with, and he's just you know teaching him a lesson, just you know work work back up from from the yeah, bench be, or the yeah. resies for a few weeks or something. I don't. Know. You never know what's going on. But, it's also yeah. the Griffin sides too, Jeremy. Remember too, he's going he's going to yeah. chop and change that side a lot. That's what I was. That's what I was talking to you about last week. He he chops and changes his side so much. That's why it's so hard to pick a fantasy team with them. It's yeah. just impossible, and you don't know who's going to be in. That's the problem. So yeah, 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 hundred percent. And I, yeah, I think I said last year. Just I, I wouldn't be touching Ford with with Fumarino on the bench. I think I was kind of on him really early preseason, but I think the closer the season we've got, I've just. It's just not worth it because the ups—he's not a base price cheapie, so the upside's not even not even massive. So kind of everything needs to go right for him to be a good pick. So I think just steer clear of him. Don't I don't think any Dragons players should be in anyone's fantasy side except Andrew McCulloch. I think is a solid option because if he's—I think he got about fifty-three fantasy points in sixty odd minutes. So if he's playing eighty minutes, he's going to score well, and he's always a decent option. But. I don't think you can... I mean, Lomax, even Lomax, I think, I'm getting cold feet on because if we're going to be that bad throughout the year, he's not going to be yeah. getting a whole lot of attacking stats. He's not going to get enough ball, Jeremy. That's the problem. He's not going to get enough nah. ball. They're yeah. not scoring. He's not goal-kicking either, so, yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's just yuck. It's not It's not going to be a good year, but, you know, I'll, I'll enjoy the ride. And every, every win we get um, will be cherished, no doubt, with a few, uh, a few cold beverages, so... We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, what else can you do, eh? Yeah, every every club goes through uh, through the rough patches at some stage. Yeah, and sure um, do. ours is right now. So, 
Anyway, what do you reckon, Brad? That's that's nine thirty. We've got to have to we'll have to lock it in. Talk about the charity shield. Talk about the Panthers Eels game as well, and the the uh, Queensland Derby. There's a bit to talk about from that too. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely care. We can do it tomorrow. It's it's not a problem because it, it's pretty simple for us to do. Like I'm just yep. sitting here doing some work too. So, um, more than happy to do it tomorrow. I think yeah, if we if we do it tomorrow, I'll we should put a note in the Discord. To make sure he, we'll try and get Cookie on too. If so, if, he might need to start a bit later tomorrow because he does his work. So it'd be good to chat to him. He'll be fired up, I think. It'd be interesting <laughs> to see his take on uh, Colin Matungi too because I saw one thing. He contacted me last night, but I was my eyes were hanging out of my head. He said he's going a bit cold on him, so that's interesting. But um, yeah, sorry, yeah. put that in. Yeah, yeah, I chucked him a few cheeky stats about his uh, horrid base stats in the game, and I'm more just trying to stir the pot, you know. Love- <laughs> Love stirring the pot with Chrissy, but um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll have plenty to say about that game. So it'll be good to get him on. Someone did say it was a, it was, it was he thought it was a CK burner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know who it was, but I did oh, laugh. I think Luke told Chris, me I was. Is he Chris Kennedy? Oh, CK's a CK's an Eels man, so he wouldn't be bunny. It'd be the ultimate burner. Good man. Good yeah. man. Um, all right, well, we might wrap it up. We'll, we'll, we can do another one tomorrow. I think we should, the beauty of this platform is it's pretty easy. Just jump on and, you know, when you're not talking, hopefully we can coach Paulie through getting uh, some earphones or something. He sounded better. If he sounded up at the end, didn't he? Yeah, and then, and, then he, and then he had his dog next to him barking out. So yeah. it was, um, like I said, that, it, it's good that you boys, Scott and, um, and Jack Soro, joined too because we want more people in. I think what Jez and I were talking, how we, we could – sort of bring in people when their teams are talking. That's why I wanted to bring Ian in when the, the nights were on. So I reckon we just sort of organise it in the Discord before and then we come in and we chat and we drop people in and, you know, I can sort of moderate, talk down and, and mute myself and come in and out when you need me to and just move the, move the conversation on when I need to. So um, if you guys want any more hot takes, I know we've got a, we've got a bet going, Dylan Edwards versus Pap, I think. Yeah, that's sort of, that was an interesting one, eh? Oh, Paulie loves going off early. He's, he, he's, he gets he gets real bullish about picks, and I think Dylan Edwards is bullish picked. He's already booked his grand final tickets, mate, after today's trial, so it's all good. He's read all up. Luke books Daly M. Brad, you got you got Brad. You keeping a record um of these these state bets? I am. I definitely will be because uh, because who was it? Was it? Did he have it with you or did he have it with Braden last year? I think it was no, that was me. That was. Oh, was it you? Was it? That yeah, was okay. Moses' first Cleary and. I yeah, that was a that was a vicious fight. That was yeah. yeah it was and then all over Mitchie with the um the predictor early on those first few rounds. Eh, last was. year, remember that? Paulie, Paulie gets sucked into the draw. He he likes the early draw. He was he was adamant Moses would smash clear with the early draw, but um, Yuri's Lex Luthor, mate. I don't know if you figured that out yet. Yuri's Lex Luthor, <laughs> so you just gotta just gotta accept it, all right? <laughs> hey, that's good. It provides quality quality entertainment. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Pat versus Edwards. I'm all in on Pat, the by season. the way. Just, just, just oh, for the yeah, record, absolutely. I'm on yeah. Pat. So. Yeah. Vote yeah. one, Pat. Yeah. It's only poorly on it. Oh, well. All right. We might wrap it up there. I'll post it. I'll I'll let this spit out and I'll post it. In. I've just got to run up the uh, the shops to get my children food before it shuts. But um, that's, that's the life of an NRL coverage man. But um, <laughs> good to talk. Have a good night, and we'll um, we'll Cheers, reconvene. Boys. We'll reconvene tomorrow. Very good, thanks, Brad. Thanks, right. See you guys. Thanks, Josh. catch.